Thanks for joining us here on this Prospects Nation podcast. Marcus Burnett joined by Brandon Clay, and today we're going to give an overview of Kansas State, a program that uh, you'll be visiting uh, over the next couple months, B. Clay. Let's start off at the very top and discuss head coach Deb Patterson. Well, and I think when you talk about Kansas State and, and Deb Patterson, first class, you know, was the, the term that comes to mind in terms of just who she is, uh, you know, the ability to spend some time with her, you know, talk with, with her and the staff at the Final Four, and, and they've been supporters of what we do for, for a while now. And her ability to connect, you know, I, I think with people and you look at, at what she's been able to do, you know, 2012, 2008, Big 12 Coach of the Year, from 2003, or 2000, excuse me, two until 2013, 11 postseason appearances, eight of them are in NCAAs. It, it is hard to get to that tournament, uh, you know, and especially to do it eight times in an 11-year stint with three trips to the, the WNIT as well. She really has done a first-class job of, of getting that thing rolling there in Manhattan. I'm excited to get out there to Kansas. Shaylee Lenning, you'll be going from <laughs> – Atlanta out there to Kansas State. Uh, Lenning shares that uh, with you having played for the Atlanta Dream. Uh, you know, talk about the role she's been able to play for that program as well. Well, I, I think when you start to look at it, and, and we'll talk about you know each of their coaches here in a second, but the look when you have a kid that played in the WNBA, you know, and I, I say kid meaning that she played for Deb Patterson as a student athlete there in Manhattan at Kansas State. You go to the WNBA, which for most of these young women is, is the goal, right? You want to be able to play basketball at a high level, flip that, be able to go play professionally. They've actually got a young lady we'll get to in a minute who's getting ready to do the same thing here now. And now she's back on the bench providing, you know, those same kids that used to be her with the ability to, to see it through a player's eyes is, is really, really special. You know, Kelly Moreland and Cami Etheridge also on the – the bench there for, for K-State, and you look at, you know, Cammie Etheridge and, and her lineage as a player. I was actually in Texas, and I, I didn't realize this, and I apologize. I should have known. I, I was touring Texas, you know, a couple of years ago with the Irwin Center, walked into the practice facility, and I see her jersey hanging up from the wall, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> is this the same person? This is awesome. And when people have that type of, of lineage, you know, whether it be playing at that level and really understanding the daily grind, you know, I think that's the thing that you can get, you know, if you're Cammy, if you're Shaley, just the ability to understand how hard it is to compete at that level day in and day out. It's really special. And to close it off now, you know, we talk about, you know, Kelly and Kelly also played at K-State, you know, was a heck of a shooter there, 11th all-time in career three-pointer. So all three of them, have that understanding of what it is, you know, to, to be a part of a program at that level, whether it be K-State, whether it be Texas, to, to understand how hard it is to play at that level. And then be able to have some compassion sometimes. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're tired and you're in finals and y'all been traveling and it's league play and there's a lot of stuff going on, hey, coach, maybe we should get a day off. So, you know, they've done a really good job as, as a staff of finding people who fit that, that mold, and I'm excited to spend time with them. And you talked about that day in and day out. Uh, what helps that day in and day out more than a new practice facility? Uh, <laughs> elaborate on that new addition uh, to the campus. Uh, you know, they've been talking about it for a while, and, and you know, it's up and, and rolling. 
anytime you have a, another place for your, your student athletes on your team to be able to go up and get shots, you know, basically anytime they want, how can you not get better? You know, if you really want to get better, how can you not get better? Uh, you know, I know Jacob Pullen from the, the men's team had a, you know, a really cool quote about it, just the opportunity that it provides and, and you know, the opportunity to get better. And, and Brittany Chambers, who just graduated, that we'll touch on in a minute, you know, those are kids that are going to use those types of facilities and, and to compete the way that K-State has competed. You have to have those facilities as you continue to grow inside of the, the Big 12, and they've done a heck of a job, and this will only help the, the job they're doing. Now, you mentioned Brittany Chambers. Uh, we know that there will be an influx of, of new players coming in, but talk about that transition uh, from going with Brittany Chambers to not having her there in the fold moving forward. I had the opportunity two years ago to actually watch them in Las Vegas, uh, watch them live and, and watch them play. And so much of what they did, and rightfully so, ran through Chambers with the basketball in her hands. You know, she was both a ball-dominant guard who could, but could also score it. And then I had a chance, Kyle Moore, our director of scouting, and I sat out in Colorado Springs and watched Chambers a couple of years ago at a USA Trials and, and to see her do the same thing there. You know, and this was not a, a kid that, you know, was a consensus top 10, top 15 kid, you know, in the country as a high school kid. So it really speaks volumes to what that coaching staff was able to do with her play and with her game over the course of her career. She got drafted in the second round. You know, by the Los Angeles Sparks, you know, eventually did not make the team, but has put herself in a position now to go overseas and be successful going that route. I mean, she played 37 minutes a game, 77% from the free throw line, averaged 21 points a game. You know, it was her and then Haley Texada, you know, in, in double figures. Texada will be back this year, but you're losing a big chunk of, of your offense. And a kid that, once again, rightfully so, they ran a lot of their stuff through. So you're going to have to replace that now, and, and that's always a challenge. So we've talked about what they've lost. Uh, you know, give us a good synopsis of what they're gaining. I tell you what, I, I love their freshman class. You know, I know I touched on Texada, who's still got a couple of years left and is definitely talented and is going to be able to help fill those shoes. But their freshman class is really good. Brought in Erica Young out of Tampa, big 6-3 forward. Uh, you know, Kendra Weisman, who I had the chance to see from right there in Pleasant Hill, you know, Missouri, right there across the line. 5'8 guards. So now they've got a, a couple of pieces floating there. Brianna Lewis will give them some size out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So they've really kind of reached, you know, and then you throw in Stacey Malone, who will be a redshirt freshman, actually was uh, from Texas, sent out last year. But I, I think the crown jewel of the freshman class is, is Leticia Romero from Spain. Uh, you know, they got over there and, and worked and were able to get that done. And, and her game you know, we talked about director of scouting Kyle Moore and, and what he sees. Her game is very similar to that of Chambers in terms of her ability to put the ball in the basket. And I'm sure Deb Patterson and everybody else at that level will tell you, you could defend all you want, but at some point you have to be able to score the ball. And so when you're trying to replace 21 points, you know, not even Brittany Chambers and getting all 21 back at, at one clip, but to be able to replace 21 points, to be able to replace the type of numbers that, that she produced and her ability to shoot the ball as well as she did. You know, I look for, for her to be a, a key player in that, and I'm excited to watch her play when I get out there for sure. You'll be on campus there uh, in Manhattan on January 18th, uh, 2014, as they take on Iowa State at home. Uh, what are some of the other uh, matchups and different elements you want to make sure we pay attention to uh, during their 2013-14 season? I think the, the – crowds you know the fact that people really support the 
the women's basketball program out there. And, you know, how quickly can those freshmen turn into upperclassmen? Uh, you know, they took a foreign trip to, to Italy this year in the summertime, which I'm, I'm sure was awesome. And I had the opportunity to, to catch up with the staff a little bit about it via phone call. And, you know, just how cool it was for them to be able to work out with their kids this summer, especially with the high number of freshmen that they have in there. And, you know, I really think when you look at the roster that's coming back, you know, those upperclassmen stepping into, you know, that leadership role. But more so than anything, they're going to need three or four of those freshmen to come in and give them some depth. And the Big 12 is always good. The game I'm going to is going to be Iowa State, and Iowa State's always loaded. You know, they're going to have potentially Jada Buckley facing off with, you know, Romero. I mean, that's going to be a heck of a, a battle. So every single night in that league is is tough, and every single night is a battle. And we'll see what, what K-State can bring to the table, but it looks promising. Thanks for joining us for this overview of the Kansas State program. Uh, you can follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Clay PSB uh, for while he's there on campus, but also check out prospectsnation.com uh, for post-visit coverage as well. As always, thanks for joining us.